So Bud Dupree didn't happen. That's not good for the Steelers, but they still have more chances to add to the, to the outside linebacker position, specifically edge rusher. We'll talk about the free agency chances and the draft chances. Of course, do a mock draft Monday right here in the Lockdown Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. As always, you can find this show on your favorite podcasting app and especially on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoy it. Subscribe to this YouTube channel to get all of your daily Monday through Friday episodes as well as our bonus content. We thank you for making the Locked On Steelers podcast your first listen every day because we're your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. If you've ever dreamed of being an NFL GM, this is your chance to play it on a game right on your phone. Download the game by just visiting ultimate-gm.com or look it up in your app stores. Our listeners get a 100 percent free boost to their franchise when using the promo code locked on it's l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n locked on all capital letters all one word when you're in the game store for ultimate football gm more on that later so hope everyone had a great weekend uh well we i didn't want to record about this over the weekend because i feel like we could just talk about it on the monday episode but you most likely saw the news bud dupree signed with the atlanta falcons about friday like i think it was like late morning and so taking him off the uh, the list of the Steelers' potential third edge rushers that they could sign. And now this changes things a bit because I honestly thought Bud Dupree, like when we were looking at Bud Dupree was the only edge option in free agency going into free agency, but he seemed like a reasonable fit because there was the chance that, hmm, maybe no, a team wouldn't jump after him being a starter after his stint in Tennessee. Maybe he'd want to link up with the Steelers to show people that he could still be a really effective edge rusher for a year and then try to head out in free agency again the next year. But Bud Dupree, it looks like, wants to go be a starter. There's nothing wrong with that. Good luck to him. He's going to the Atlanta Falcons. But now the Steelers are in a position where they're going to have to pay. They're, they're going to have to still find that edge rusher, whether it's going to be in free agency or the draft, they cannot go into this season with the same kind of depth that they were looking at last year. Because uh, Malik Reed was brought in from the Broncos as an emergency situation. Jameer Jones was the guy there, and they let they just last week let Jameer Jones, which is why we thought Bud Dupree might be a move that was coming. Um. But, I mean, you look at their backups right now. They have Emeka Egbule. Uh, they have uh, Quincy Roche and Tanner Muse, who, they, who the Steelers did sign as a, more of a special teamer who was added to the list there. None of those none of those names should jump out at you and say, oh, yeah, this position is locked down. And maybe Quincy Roche roll, rolls into it. There was a lot of upside to Quincy Roche uh, from his time in Miami and you know, the Steelers, I think, were surprised when he when he got swiped off the practice squad. So maybe he can develop into one, but you don't want a maybe there. You want a a guy that gives you a pretty good feeling, a positive feeling um uh moving for moving forward. And that's either gonna come with a decent draft pick or a veteran free agent that you add. We'll get to the draft picks in a bit. Let's go over the free agency field right now. Now, if you were to go look up what 
edge rushers were still available, you'd think, oh, wait, this is great. There's all these big names out here. Leonard Floyd, Jadavia Clowney, Frank Clark. Look at all these edge rushers. Everything's great. Yannick Ngakwe still out there. Steelers can just sign one of them. Let me tell you, I, I don't. I doubt that that's going to happen. Now, not to say that, that it's just about money or anything like that, but each of those guys are looking to start somewhere. Um, Leonard Floyd's 30 years old. Jadavion Clowney's 30 years old. Jadavion Clowney didn't like to be, you know, Miles Garrett's number two on a defense that he was, they were both going to start on. So, like, that was, you know, that was a whole thing over there. You think he's going to want to sit behind TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith? No, that ain't happening. Um, and Gakwe also is 28. I think he's also looking to, to be a starter somewhere. Um, there's guys, if you go down the list, uh, you know, there's there's guys that you could also you could also bring up like, you know, Melvin Ingram is a free agency free agent again. But I doubt the Steelers go for that this time. Um, and I think Melvin Ingram, honestly, that situation also is going to impact how the Steelers want to handle putting filling their third at their third edge rusher role, because they want a guy who, who comes in and understands that they are the backup. They're the role player. They're not coming in to take Alex Highsmith's job and not that every Buddy shouldn't strive to be a starter in the NFL, but they need got a guy to come in who's going to know his role, shut his mouth, and get the work done. And um, it's going to be – I think it's not so easy to find guys on the list that wouldn't be guys pushing for that starting time or just just accepting that backup role. Now, one person who the Steelers tried to get last year who could still interest them now is Justin Houston. Granted, he's 34. The Steelers don't, don't normally sign guys of his age you know, to add on to the team, but Justin Houston accepted a backup role for the Ravens, so maybe he'll accept one for the Steelers. It's tough to tell, but... I do think that it would behoove the Steelers to at least try to add one of the, one of these players, even if it's a lesser known player um, out, out there. You know, you know if, they, if they can find somebody to work, uh, you know, in in the long run, I think that those that could be this sort of uh, the situation that maybe they just need right now. Again, this is a bridge thing. If they're signing a free agent, they're not looking for the long term guy that's going to be there forever. They're just looking for a, a person who could come in, give you good snaps off the bench, and make sure that your 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 pass rush is still alive, even when TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith are both sitting on the bench, um, or you know, the, or or subbing in, you know, for one of them when they're injured. Because we saw what happened when TJ Watt's injury just severely crippled the team. For about for about two months there, um, and there's also guys like Kyle Van Noy, Robert Quinn. I think Carl Nassib is st- still still out there as well. But I, I think still the bottom line is the Steelers need to look towards the NFL draft for this solution. Maybe sign one of those veterans or one, or another cheaper veteran and then draft a guy. Uh, but still, I think that if the Steelers are looking to keep that, you know, have that consistent flow of pass rushing and keeping guys fresh and especially wanting Highsmith fresh so that they can be at their best in the fourth quarter. I think they need to make sure that they make a, a solid investment. I think they were trying to make that investment with Bud Dupree, but I think, as I said before, there was a, there was a good chance that he was probably going to want to, to, to be somewhere where he could start long before he would go, he would join the Steelers and it would just take someone to give him that shot. looks like Atlanta is giving him that shot. 
uh, right now. But like I said, still lots to talk about as far as the draft prospects will go over. Uh, I've talked briefly about edge rushers, but it wasn't as much of a priority. But we'll go over some edge rushers uh, prospects in this NFL draft and where the best fits might be for the Pittsburgh Steelers as we go down the list. All that and more right here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. But first, before I go do anything else, I want to talk to you guys about our great sponsors at Ultimate Pro Football GM. Ultimate Pro Football GM is the number one game if you want to play and be like an NFL GM. It gives you a chance to it gives you a chance to call your call your um you know call call the call the shots as far as running your franchise. You build the facilities, you hire the coaches, you fire the coaches, you draft the players, you trade you trade players, you trade your draft picks, you do all the things that you can do to create your own dynasty of an NF of an NFL franchise. And that's, and, and that's all in there. You can name the team whenever you want. You can move, move all around. You play 25 seasons as a GM and at the end, it stacks them all up and, and compares them against all the other people out there. I'm still on season 19 of my second run stint. I won 17 of 19 championships. If you think you can do better, download the game and, and prove that you can. You could also play against other players when you assemble your best team. You can put them out there and ha- and ha- and set them up so that they can challenge other t- people's best best teams. But before but, you know, before you do any of that, you need to download the game. To download the game, go to ultimate-gm.com or just download it on on your app store on your phone or mobile device. When you get to the to the game itself, be sure to go to the to the game store and. And it puts in the promo code locked on. It's L O C K E D O N locked on, and you'll get a 100% free boost to your franchise and all the stats involved with it. Again, download the game at ultimate gm.com or look it up at app stores. Ultimate Football GM, start your dynasty today. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, continuing the show. Now, let's get into the edge rusher talk of the NFL draft. Now, this is something we've briefly explored. We've mentioned, you know, the possibility of them adding an edge rusher in the NFL draft at some point, but we weren't sure when it would be. And now I feel like it's almost got to come by the end of day two, because you don't need a guy who's definitely a developmental piece and isn't going to be ready for that kind of action as your as your second as part of a second rotation of uh edge rushers you need a guy who's going to be ready to come in may not be polished may not be like ready to win right away but he's a guy that's but you need a guy who's has a really good upside who can come in give you quick relief and also be getting better as he does it so that whenever his rookie contract is up uh, that you're actually looking to you have some options there with how you want to deal with that position because that is an entirely important position. So let's go over some rankings here. Now, the top two guys, let's take them off the board immediately. That's, of course, uh, Will Anderson Jr. of Alabama, Tyree Wilson of Texas Tech. Those guys are probably top 10 picks. They're going to be off the board. Where things get interesting is right after that because there's a clear tier one and then a tier two of guys there. Now, uh, Nolan Smith is a guy who I really like. I'm not sure if the Steelers take him at 17. If he's at 32, though, it's going to be very tempting because he's an he's an he's an outside linebacker who's extremely explosive, extremely fast, wins with wins with that explosiveness. Um, but I also think other NFL teams are going to want to get that explosiveness for themselves. So, um, not entirely sure if, if he's going to be the ultimate move. Lucas Van Ness is the is the kind of the tweener 
from uh, from uh, I- Iowa. Uh, Van Ness, of course, you know, listed as an edge guy, but he's also can play on the inside a little bit there. I think he has the size requirements. I'm not so sure uh, that he's going to last until 17, though. And I also don't think that the Steelers want to make their 17th overall pick another edge rusher when they have two of the best in the NFL already. There's Miles Murphy out of Clemson, who initially was looking like a top 10 pick before his injury, and now he's fallen back a bit. But he's still 6'5", 258, and only 21 years old. He could probably go if he if he falls to 32. That's a that's that's a serious uh serious Steelers. We might have to just 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 take him and and forget who all is calling. Um, but uh, Miles Murphy with his injury, there's a little bit of concern there. But before he was injured, he looked like a dynamic beast. He was just coming after you all the time. Brought the heat. Um, he'd be a very interesting prospect there. Will McDonald the fourth out of Iowa State. Um. I think he's I think he's good because um he's a, he's able to kind of win he's able to kind of win on his own sometimes he's able to hold down the edge and turn back um uh turn turn back you know the run game when when it's coming his way he's also a little bit quicker so he's able to get around offensive tackles with uh, with his speed a bit um but you know, I'm not so sure that he that if you're gonna like where he's gonna go is probably late first round. Um, I'm not so sure he'd be a guy I'd be excited to take at 32, maybe at 49 if he was still sitting around there. Uh, but then it gets really interesting because then the guys who are definitely round two guys are like uh, Kansas State's Felix and Ano DK Uzoma. Um, he's an he's another bigger guy. Six, well, not, not as big, six three two fifty five. Um, but you know he's a guy. He gets after the quarterback well. Um, he can he he makes plays whenever he does get into the backfield. If he is able to win his reps, there's also B.J. Ojulari of LSU. Um, there's Tuli Tuli Peloto of USC, who the Steelers have brought in for a visit. Um, there's Nick Herbig of Wisconsin, who you know says that he looks up to T.J. Watt for how he was a pass rusher, and he's also Nick Herbig also a bit undersized, six two two forty, but finds a way to make it work. Um, so there's there's all those guys. There's Adetomiwa out of Bawore, out of Northwestern. Another guy that is really, I think he's really shines at his, at his testing uh, because he ran a 4-4-9 and is really explosive. Um, and according to Pro Football Focus, that his four four nine was the was the fastest time ever for a player for a player testing in the combine at two hundred and eighty pounds. Uh, so there's there's that athleticism there. Um, but then there's also guys if they wait even later, like if they wait to the third round, maybe they maybe Andre Carter the second from Army is still in play there. And Andre Andre Carter is in a in a unique position because he's six six two fifty six, so he has the length, he has the size, but he hasn't had the chance to kind of like. Um, focus on just his NFL career and be bulked up. That's kind of what happened when you saw him going against some guys and he's still training on an army regiment and that's just part of his schooling. So I'll uh, be very intrigued to see how that plays out. Isaiah Foskey of Notre Dame, um, you know, really good at pass rushing. I think could get a little bit better at, uh, at, at, at run defense, but still there are options here and plenty of options. And we'll go over more of those options as, as time, as time comes. But the question is going to be, where do the Steelers go get these guys? Go get their edge rusher if they're if they're going to get one in this NFL draft class. Like I've said with a lot of positions, I think the sweet spot is that second, third round area. You know, can they get you know a BJ Ojolari? Like a BJ Ojolari with Highsmith and Watt 
with you know with with the abilities that he brings to the table. I think that that could be a serious threat for the Steelers defense to one, you know, still be active in run defense, but two, be getting after quarterbacks. And that's just what the Steelers, that's what their MO is. They want to be good at that. And I, I think this is a chance for them to to add to that by getting another edge at a, a, a good edge player um, in the first, in the first three rounds or so, maybe even the first two rounds. Um, but yeah, there's a there, there's still a lot of options out there. They could also wait and go get a guy like Byron Young or Colby Wooden uh, in the in the fourth round. Um, but still, I I think that the the sweet spot here is the second and third round, getting one of those guys. And who knows? Maybe they get Nick Herbig and he's reunited with his brother Nate Herbig, who the Steelers signed in free agency. Um, but a lot of uh, a lot of what has to happen now is just waiting and just seeing how this plays out. I don't think. Third, the third best edge rusher is a need that's going to supersede uh corner or offensive tackle or things like that. Um, I think that right now, as far as edge defenders go, the Steelers are just they, they've talked to their people, they they know who they like, they're just waiting to see how things continue to play out because we don't know. We we don't know. Sometimes teams get, other teams get desperate, so t- sometimes teams value guys higher. If you remember, I think it was the Devin Bush year when the Raiders were coming up on the clock and they picked Cleveland Farrell, uh, a defensive lineman, and, he, and everyone was like, "What? What was that? What? Why are, Cleveland Farrell wasn't supposed to go there?" And guys get pushed down. So all that being said, the Steelers are going to keep their eyes open. And now, as a as Steelers fans, you should too because Edge just got added to. Um, you know, one of the one of the more important things that the Steelers have to complete uh, in this offseason, especially with this NFL draft. So that being said, let's get to your mock draft Monday picks. We'll do that in just a minute here on the Lockdown Steelers podcast. Your announced winner for the second to last mock draft Monday of the season. We'll be right back. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter. We're continuing our show here on Monday. As I said, we got Mock Draft Monday, and this is the second to last one. Next week is the last Mock Draft Monday before the NFL Draft. Time flies. And we have, once again, we had over, you know, over 100 submissions. A lot of you all giving, you know, giving good picks in there. So it's tough to pick through the sea of you know, some football GM geniuses who should be playing ultimate pro football GM on their phones. If they're not already look at me advertising for you guys, but uh, let's get into who won this week. And I'm going to break down their picks here because they did something that tapped into a few things we've brought up recently on the show. So first, before we break down the picks, congratulations to our winner, Brandon Simon, who submitted his picks in and did a few interesting things here. So first and foremost, Brandon traded back, which we talked about a lot on this show, and he traded back with a partner that we mentioned on this show, and that was the New York Giants, who we, after talking to the lockdown hosts of several different teams, they seemed like the most likely team that might want to trade up to 17 to get their target. Now, we don't know who the Giants in this simulation that Brandon did for with Pro Football Focus's mock draft um we don't know what the giants used or who the giants got with that 17th overall pick but in exchange you got their 25th overall pick and their 57th overall pick so you drop down eight spots in the first round to pick up a second round pick here a third second round pick mind you by the way and that allowed 
Brandon to go to work. Now, for the first round pick, 25th overall, Darnell Wright. So you get your offensive tackle. He's going to plug in a right tackle. Then you're going to go look and say, all right, shoots a core four versus Dan Moore. Who wins left tackle? We'll see. But either way, at, at a 25, that's great value. Um, I could tell you right now that the uh, um, the Bengals are a team that uh, they would take Darnell Wright if it came to them, or at least uh, our Locked On Bengals friends think so, because um, when uh, when we've looked at uh, when we when, when we we did our our mock draft situation where the entire uh, network was doing the mock draft and each show was was picking their players, um, you know, we got down to that point. And uh, and and the Bengals jumped all over him uh, at 28. So trading down to 25 might be the sweet spot to get a Darnell right. I, I think that there's some people that are pushing for him to be at, picked up at 17, but I think he's the offensive tackle. He's that next. He's I think he's that first of the, of the line of the second tier offensive tackles out after you talk about Broderick Jones, Peter Skaronsky, um and uh, Paris Johnson Jr. So. Uh, so for him to be for, for you to trade back and still get your offensive tackle, awesome job there. So Brandon Sivan understood the assignment. Also, the rule was to get an edge rusher within the first three rounds. Brandon Simon did that while still addressing several other needs. With the 32nd overall pick, Brandon Simon stayed put and got Emmanuel Forbes, cornerback out of Mississippi State. Of course, Emmanuel Forbes. Ball, ball hawking cornerback, a little bit light, but six foot one. So he's got the length. He just doesn't, he just needs to bulk up a little bit while keeping that explosiveness, that speed, uh, and the playmaking ability. His ability to make plays on the football while they're in the air, something else. And I think that that's something that the Steelers would absolutely be attracted to. Then at 49th overall, Brandon got one of my personal favorites in this in this draft class, and that's that's Wisconsin defensive lineman Keanu Benton. If the Steelers can get him at 49, I think that is a huge win. That guy is a mauler in the middle of the, of the defense. I think in the long run, he's going to be a very big factor. He could learn behind Cam Hayward and Larry Okunjobi and now Braden Fajoko. Um, so now you have a bunch of defensive linemen to help him develop. And if him and DeMarvin Leal become the future, you've already found your next generation of Steelers defensive linemen being right, being right there. So awesome stuff on that. Then with the pick that he traded to get from the Giants at 57th overall, Brandon went and got Dion Henley, the Washington State linebacker. Now, Dion Henley, good athlete, good player. Um, I think that he f- can fit a scheme well. I think the biggest thing that he doesn't do as well is covering, and I will push back on this for as far as Brandon picks. I think Henley's a guy who he's going to be a lot like what they got in Alandon Roberts and a little bit what they got in Cole Holcomb. Uh, he can play in coverage, but he's not going to be as efficient there, at least from what I've seen so far uh, in, in my tape of D- Dion Henley. So, but either way, he's an athletic linebacker and he's going to add to that room. And that's going to be, I think, a good room to have uh, moving forward for the Steelers because that's an important position. Then, as we move along here with the 80th overall pick, the Steelers' natural third round pick. Uh, Brandon goes and gets Nick Herbig. You taught me about talking about Nick Herbig guy idolizes TJ Watt being that they're both from Wisconsin. Um, and, and of course, you know, the Steelers love their brothers. So Nate Herbig was signed in free agency. Now Nick Herbig's getting, getting, uh, um, getting drafted here. So this would be an interesting plot twist here. 
for Brandon Simon. Then as we move along here, fourth round, you get the, the 120th pick, you get Anthony Johnson Jr. Uh, out of Iowa State. Anthony Johnson Jr., a converted cornerback who moved to safety and did okay. Um, nothing that I think that there's nothing there that I think lights up at me about Anthony Johnson Jr. I have to be honest, I haven't watched a whole bunch of his tape. Um, but the little bit that I did see, I was like, okay, there's something there, but not like, you know, uh, not like he's he's not going to be taking over the starting position from Monte KZ or anyone um, anytime soon. But um, again, I do think that Nick Herbig works there. Also, for the final picks, um, Brandon went with with uh, with two in the seventh round with two UCLAers, uh, wide receiver Jake Bobo and uh, quarterback Dorian Thompson Robinson, uh, but. The, you know the seventh round picks aren't what make the draft. The, what makes the draft is make is you know emphasizing what the priority is and keep it and keeping true to that. And here it looked like Brandon had a plan, came in, wanted to get address the needs, got an offensive tackle, got a corner, got a defensive lineman, a linebacker, an edge rusher, and a safety. That's a lot of needs met all in one draft. And again, you help get help by doing that by trading back. So good stuff on on their on that their part there uh and good stuff on Brandon Simon's part here to assemble this mock draft team. I think this will be a very in- interesting crew to uh to bring in for the Steelers with uh with three second round picks, a third round pick um and Darnell Wright your new offensive tackle coming in. But what are the Steelers actually what are the Steelers actually going to do? We'll keep discussing that as we see see continue to see how things play out before the NFL draft teams are going to be start to get a little bit more aggressive. We'll keep you track of all of that right here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. Thanks again for tuning in. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. Read my work at Pitts at the Pittsburgh Post Gazette, where I cover um, all things Pitt athletics. If you want to know about the Pitt players that are headed to the draft, we've done a lot of coverage of that as well as other things. So check us out there at post-gazette.com. And of course, you can find me right here on the Locked On Steelers podcast Monday through Friday doing daily, daily shows on your Pittsburgh Steelers, breaking things down with a bunch of different guests. We got Wes Euler from Steeler Nation Radio. He'll be back tomorrow. This is going to be a fun episode. We'll see you then right here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. 